The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Welcome back to Straight Talk and Happy New Year, everybody. I have to tell you, I think we're starting the year with a bang. I'm sitting here with someone I admire and respect so much, a Canadian superstar. She gets shy when I say this, but she is a Canadian superstar. And I have the great luck of knowing her personally and knowing about her journey. And imagine the combo of being a Canadian superstar and also working through your stuff. So to me, that makes you beyond a superstar. That's somebody who really is empowered. So I asked her to come on the show. Let me tell you a little bit about who's sitting next to me today. Tracy Deer is a double Gemini Award winning producer and director, a Mohawk filmmaker. Uh, she's done documentary and fiction films and TV. She is the creator of the very, very popular Mohawk Girls in season three right season going into season four right now i just read tracy we'll get to this that mohawk girls has been named one of the top 10 shows on canadian television is that right is, is it is it canadian or is it north american canadian canadian okay well we're getting there let me tell you a little bit more about her she's also done a fantastic reality tv show which i had the privilege to be on because she was so kind to me to put me on there called working it out together where she took uh, people from her community who wanted to better their lives and she brought in experts to help them do that can you imagine how brilliant an idea that was well it was it went so well that it made it into two seasons and from what i understand there's going to be a season three and she helps so many people so one has to wonder what drives her to help so many people well I personally know but I'm going to let her talk about it a little bit today uh, before I go any further I just want to mention for the Americans listening that an Gemini award in Canada is equivalent to an Oscar in the States Emmy oh sorry Television. an Emmy an Emmy so I really am sitting with Canadian royalty. I want to welcome to the show, Tracy Deer. Welcome to Straight Talk, Tracy. Thank you so much, Sandra. I'm thrilled to be here with you. Thank as, you. As I always am to see you. Oh, you're so sweet. So Tracy, um, let's talk a little bit about, first of all, your professional life and the journey you have been on. Um, you know, you've, you've really made a difference for so many people. And it does seem, looking at your bio, and I know it well, that there has been a theme to the shows and movies that you have been involved in. What started you on this path? Well, that is a great opening question, Sandra Reich. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I grew up on a reserve, which in the United States, you guys call them reservations. Uh, I'm a Mohawk woman. Um, I grew up on a small reserve. And, 
I grew up really feeling invisible, voiceless. Um, I felt really boxed in by people's definitions of what it is to be a Native American, um, what, what, what people expected of me. Basically, the message I got was they didn't expect all that much. And that came from within my own community, that came from the larger community, that came from um, the country, Canada. And I was about 12 years old when I, I had this dream that I wanted to be a filmmaker. And everyone told me, you know, that, that that can't happen, that why do you want to do that? And I just loved disappearing into story. I loved disappearing from my own reality um, into somebody else's reality. And I, I, it gave me the freedom to feel things and, and experience and learn. Um, so I, I just fell in love with it. And it was in university that I took, I randomly took a documentary class because I had to for my major. And I had always discounted documentary. You know, when I was in high school, it was the boring thing. It was the boring thing they put on in class and you fall asleep. Well, this documentary class introduced me to the beauty and the horror of the of truth of, of the human experience. And it literally, you know, tore my guts out um, and broke my heart and... I mean, if I thought I was feeling, if I was feeling things while I watched Indiana Jones, boy, oh boy, did I really feel things when I was watching real people um, expose their soul, uh, really for the betterment of, of my own experience, you know, w- watching them go through what they went through and, and the learning process they went through, I was able to learn from that process. So it was in university that I fell in love with documentary and thought, wow, this is what I want to look at. This is what I want to talk about. Um, And amazingly, when I graduated from university back here in Canada, the Aboriginal People's Television Network had just been created. And this is is our own national network that tells stories by Aboriginal people for Aboriginal people. So lo, lo and behold, I graduate. And now not only am I ready to jump into this the, the entertainment business and the film world, but I can do so telling stories of, that are that are that I'm passionate about, that I can relate to. And up until that point, we would never see our lives reflected on Canadian television. We were actually invisible in this country. So Tracy, you talk about from you went from feeling and being told this is not possible to actually you have your own production company now called Mohawk Princess. Printed pictures, okay? So you believe somehow that there was a way. Yes, there were opportunities, but there had to have been a fire in you that believed it was possible. What drove you? You know, honestly, that that fire, it was anger. Uh. I was a very angry teenager. I suffered from from very bad depression. Um, I was suicidal at 14 and 15 years old. And I just, I felt really hopeless. I felt, what's the point? Why am I here? Um, everyone's already telling me that my life is going to be nothing. So why, why bother? And that anger and hopelessness could have destroyed me. But I just hit a point where I thought, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. And I took that anger and said, you know what? I'm going to prove everybody wrong about me and about my people and about what I can accomplish. And 
that was the fuel to my fire for a very, very long time. You know, I see the emotion in your face, and um, I, I'm so privileged I've been part of your journey, and I feel the emotion bubbling up for me, too, and I want people to understand, all, like, you know, you're very open, and that's one of the reasons I so appreciate you being here, because there's someone listening that is going to hear your story and be inspired, because you, you openly admit that the anger was the fire, and that you were suicidal at a young age. I mean, this, this is serious stuff, so I wonder, you know, your success started to come, you started to grow, you started to get known. Uh, this is way before you and I met. And, um, but yet, those feelings, and it must have made it even more difficult, I would imagine, because as your success grew um, in, in the field, the emotional work or the stuff that had hurt you so much in your childhood must have still been there. Absolutely. And, you know, I was really looking f- to achievement and success to to take away the pain to heal that Mm. you know if I could be the best at something if I could win a Gemini and be declared the best nonfiction writer in Canada then then I that means I am somebody and it didn't Okay, so let's stop on that right there, because right there you can help so many people. So just let me make sure I get it right, okay? So are you saying this incredible external accomplishment that many people can only dream of did not take the pain away? Because many people believe money, success, beauty, those things will take the pain away. Are you saying that it didn't take the pain away? It did not take the pain away. How about for five minutes? Did it take it away when you got the award? It did feel really, really great. <laughs> it felt really great for that night and to have it and to celebrate and get my picture taken and just be swept out, swept away with, wow, I'm living my dream. Wow, I accomplished what I set out to do. I am the best. This little native Mohawk girl who was told um, she, can't. she can't is the best in your face. Um, but the next day, I needed... I needed more. I needed, I, I, I was then like, okay, well, what now? Like, no, it's, it's not enough. You're only as good as your last accomplishments. And that is the problem with external rewards. So you found the pain came back to you. And I think that's fascinating because you did what so many did and you did it well. You became so accomplished, but the pain was back. Was that a very hard like reality to see it come back again once you had achieved this? So this is the really, really interesting thing is I was not aware of this pain until, oh. until my life fell apart and I met you and you made me aware that this, this pain is what has been driving my life in all of these functional ways it was. Um, during this time, I had, I had no idea. I had no idea that that pain was there. Um, and I, because I was doing somersaults to make it go make it not be there oh my god okay we're just about to go to commercial what a cliffhanger let's take a break and let's come back with the fascinating tracy dear i'm sandra reese your life your health your network You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Ladies, how about a luxurious weekend while learning to empower yourself? Join Straight Talk's Sandra Reich, January 29th at a gorgeous spa in Quebec for three days and two nights of empowerment, growth, and decadence. Delicious food, powerful learning, and much more. Life 2.0 The Retreat. Master how to command respect in your relationships. Learn about yourself and what is blocking you from living your best life. Meet other like-minded women and join in on the retreat that sells out year after year. Isn't it time you chose you? Call us at 514-796-4357. That's 514-796-4357. Don't miss your chance to change your life and relationships forever. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing, regain that loving feeling, bring your intimacy to a new level, and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So I'm, you know, we were talking on the break, and I must say, as always with Tracy, I'm blown away by her courage. And for her to come on the radio, I mean, she is so well-known. And I want to talk about that theme along with what she was just talking about, the fact that she didn't know she had so much anger and what happened and how she had sort of pretzeled herself into making sure she didn't know that anger. So number one, I want to sort of commend you, Tracy, on the courage. Um, there must be many people who, you know, we live in an image society. So someone like you, you have an outstanding image. You're, you're very well known. You're respected. Uh, people really admire you. And to be able to talk about feeling suicidal when you were young, talk about what we're about to talk about, what happened when we did meet, and, you know, how you started finding out you had pretzeled yourself for other people. We'll talk about what the heck that means to pretzel yourself. Um, I got to I got to just first of all say I as always and I've told you this privately I'm awed by your courage. It's it's and I remember the first time we sat down. I said to you by the time we're through you're going to make a movie or a TV show, or write a book on codependency, on enabling, you're going to become the world's expert on it so you can help others. And today, you're, you're going to be doing that. So I, I just tip my hat to you. I just want to start off with that before we get into it. Thank you, Sandra. So you said you didn't realize that you had this anger until you met me. So my question is, um, you know, we met through weird circumstances because I was on one of your shows. Um, putting that aside... If you didn't realize that you were in so much pain, what on earth led you to therapy? Well, <laughs> uh, what, what, 
what do a lot of people wait for in order to get themselves into therapy? <laughs> and I think it's a really, really dark, deep hole. Um, I found myself feeling like I was 14 again and spiraling down. And I knew that if I didn't reach out for help, that that something terrible could happen to me at my I don't want to say at my own hand. I didn't let it get there, but I knew this dark place. I wasn't sleeping. I had heart palpitations. I could not work. I could not concentrate. My life was falling apart, and I I felt I had absolutely no control. And up until that point, I controlled, I tried to control every single element of my life, my relationships, my romantic relationships, my, my, my relationships with the people around me. Example, how would you control a romantic relationship? How does one do that? She's thinking. There's many <laughs> examples. Uh, you know, because where we're going is into the topic of codependency. So let me give her a minute to think about that. So codependency is a psychobabble word. A lot of people don't know it. So let's be clear. It came out of the alcoholic movement, but it's not necessarily only if you're living with an alcoholic. It's about caretaking another, which, by the way, is also a synonym for controlling. Because when we caretake, we're actually somewhat controlling the situation. So I'm going to help her out a little bit. She, you know, she came in. She was in a relationship and what she was doing is everything in her power to protect the relationship even at the expense of herself is that about right that sounds right on the money Sandra (laughs) yeah and and we started talking so we sat right here and we started talking about how you had slowly but surely completely disappeared as a matter of fact I remember you saying Sandra when you hear my story you're going to be shocked and my response was oh I'm a therapist I hear all sorts of stories I'm not going to bat an eyelash and I remember my mouth hanging open at how much a beautiful brilliant woman had disappeared yeah in her relationship it was it was a pretty rough time well and this is the thing i i'm not quite sure i i was ever actually myself until we started working together and i was able to discover who am i who do i want to be up until that point in my life so much of what i every decision i made and every single thing i did was to please other people. Because if I could please other people and and make them happy, then that meant that I was worth something. So even though I had this incredible success in my professional life, I still felt like a big old nobody. And I desperately just wanted the people around me to tell me I was somebody. But I needed to know I was somebody. I needed to believe I was somebody. And I didn't even know who I was. I mean, I, I remember I used to brag that I have so many masks, mm. you know, with my parents, with my romantic relationship, with my friends. I have all these masks and I can transform into the person that they need me to be at the moment they need it. And I used to be proud of this. I thought this made me awesome. Yeah. The only problem is that there was no you in it. It was everything they wanted you to be. So I have a a difficult question for you, which is, you know, we are talking about what Tracy is talking about is really a form of codependency and enabling, because if you're being everything people want you to be, then you're taking care of them. You're not taking care of yourself. I want to know how far did it get for you? It got really far. Um, So the other thing I did, let's say like in my romantic relationship, because this is this is the relationship that did crumble and really sent me on a spiral downward. Um, 
I was very enmeshed with this person. Um, enmeshed my, is, again, a word you learned in therapy. So what does that mean? My entire world revolved around this person. Okay. And if our relationship, um, you know, any normal little fighter relationship like a couple might have, mm-hmm. if that occurred, my entire world was destabilized. And until I could get it back on track, I could not function. I could oh, not wow. concentrate. I could not work. So I would do whatever I needed to in order to get things back on track. I also, I also took on my mask in this relationship was the cool girl. The cool girl with absolutely no needs whatsoever um, who, who allowed anything and everything to happen because she's so cool. And I grew up, you know, you grow up hearing men complain about women this and women that. Well, I was going to be... I wasn't going to be that woman. Mm. I was going to be cool and awesome and lovable. That's what. That's the message I grew up with. And, and let and let anything go. And let anything go. And did that? And I mean, you know, it's sort of a facetious question, but I'm going to ask it anyways because I think other people think this low maintenance woman will get the love that they desire. Did it get you? No. At all. No. No. So, it, it, you know what it you know what it did is it just upped it upped the stakes of what this person wanted mm-hmm. from me. There was no boundaries and okay. yeah, and I and, it, and it, that goes for that goes for not just my romantic relationship. Like I when I look back and I think about it, you know, I I was a giver and when you just give, 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 you get surrounded by takers who oh, yeah. are happy to take, 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 and who wouldn't be. It's so easy to just take from this giver who wants to just give more and more and more. And and I think that becomes like the addictive dysfunctional cycle of yeah. like, oh, well, I, I get this. Now I want this. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's not romantic to believe that people will take because we believe in love. We won't take. But I think it's you're bringing up such an important point, And it's much of what our work was about is, unfortunately, if you open the door to someone violating your boundaries, unfortunately, they will walk through the door. And it did, and it did crumble. And you went through a terrible, terrible time. Now, you know, just, you know, uh, what do they call that in your field? Foreshadowing, I Mm -hmm. think it's called. Um, You turned it around, and not with that relationship, um, but through your work. And it was pretty gritty, the work. Um, I'm curious about that. Like, actually, I have an email from somebody who's asking, um, you know... (laughs) It's a, a bit of an anti-Sandra question, is what was it about working with me that made the difference? She does seem very direct. Wasn't it hard to work with me? <laughs> you know, it was extremely hard. Thanks a lot. But that, that is what I needed. Like, I, I wanted different. I wanted better. I couldn't live like that anymore. And Sandra, so so Sandra is my therapist, <laughs> and um, after the first few sessions of me sort of describing who I was, that is what happens, by the way, when you first start with a therapist, you have to bring them up to speed on who you are and what's been going on and why you're there, and I think it took two and a half sessions to kind of get through all of it, and at the end of it, she she was very, very like sweet and caring, but she said... I have very good news for, for you. Um, you can absolutely turn this around, and I can tell you how. And I was just amazed that, wait, there's, 
there's 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 a light at the end of the tunnel here. Like there's a different there's a different way. Um, and she also said, and the way you've been going, you know, you're you're codependent, and so this is what we like. We can you can work on that, and you don't have to be like that anymore. So then I was just right. I was all in, and it was like, okay, okay, Yoda. I call her Yoda. Uh, tell <laughs> me what to do. And honestly, there there have been many times where she's told me certain things. Certain um, it's cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy. So what's what's great about that is even after our session, I have homework. I have behavior changes that I have to work on and 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 I need to remain self-aware and think of why do I do this and what do I get when I do this and how do I feel about that and so I loved having all of this homework and but some of the homework she gave me when we're sitting in, in this office I, I like rolled my eyes and I just thought come on you can't really expect me to talk to myself in the mirror <laughs> and she said yes you yes this is like, do you, do you want the better life or don't you? And I wanted the better life. So I went home and I, and I talked to myself in the mirror. And in the beginning, I felt really silly and I rolled my eyes at myself. But I stuck with it. And guess what? By the end of the week, it was working. It, it's very, it was very, very incredible. And so in the, in the four years that I've known Sandra, every single thing she tells me to do I do, even when I'm skeptical, because I know it's going to work. And Sometimes she, you argue with me. I argue I with her. I have to say. <laughs> but she's always right. Oh, God. Always That's right. That's a lot to live up to. It's, you're always right. That's why you're Yoda. <laughs> the funny thing is I didn't know who Yoda was when she called me Yoda, so I had to research what that was all about. It's a big compliment. But I want to throw it back at you because, Tracy, um, there's many people who come in and there's, you know, I have you here with me today. And it's not only um, because you have a fascinating uh, background and, it, you know, you're this Canadian treasure, as I like to say. But for me, what really excites me about you is, um, although I appreciate the compliments, it's that there's nothing like working with a client who really wants to do the work. So I start, you know, it's, it's quite a while now that I've been doing these women retreats and you started coming and it wasn't, you became what you called a lifer. What does that even mean? It means I'm going to be on this journey right until the end because, you know, the, the top of the mountain like I, I don't ever want to reach it. I want to just keep climbing. I want to, I want to continue to become my best self. I can always improve. And what was different about the retreats than um, coming in here? Like you, I know that was a big part for you because we did a retreat, a full retreat at the spa. We're doing one in, in January. These women retreats. I actually don't know the answer to this question because you come see me. You're in my office. We work together. Why the retreats? I don't actually know. Well, it's interesting. Your first retreat was was happening maybe six weeks from the moment that we first had our yeah. first session. And, mm-hmm. you know, you passed me the pamphlet and said, oh, maybe this is something that you'd be interested in. And really, at that moment, I was so hungry for everything I could get my hands on. And frankly, more time with you. Fabulous. So I signed up. And I, I admit, when I got to when I got to this beautiful spa, I was very anxious. Like what? What is this? I think I think we hear, you hear people going to retreats, and you like a lot of people will will roll their eyes at oh some group hippie dippy thing and singing kumbaya. Well, which we, we, we don't do know. Si- well we do sing though, we, but not kumbaya. No, we don't oh, sing no. kumbaya. <laughs> no, we say something a little bit more empowered. Um, but but it it turned out to be like, just such a life changing event. 
I mean, it was it was all women, and to have us all share the different struggles that we've gone through. Um, again, I learned so much from those nine other women um, by them sharing what they've gone through, and it just felt very safe. It was very intimate. We were all able to just be who we are and not have husbands or children or family or bosses, you know, like all these different roles. We were able to just be ourselves in this weekend. And it was super special. I, um, I, You've been to 10 retreats now. I've been to 10. The first retreat you went to, I remember we did a circle and you, you, you did something quite magical is that you you were very honest and you told people your story and so many people because of that felt safe to tell theirs. What's interesting to me is at the last retreat, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, through your work, uh, through your work, not me, not the retreats, your work, because a therapist or a retreat can only take you as far as the client wants to work. You started a new relationship. And by the last retreat, you were able to come to the retreat. And it's, your first story was so gritty that people were like, oh, my God. And by the last retreat, you were talking about being in this happy relationship. Where we're going to start talking about how you made that shift. And I'm not talking about that the shift is that happiness is being in a relationship. God forbid that's the message we send. But that everything we attract in our life is a reflection of ourselves. And um, you did a lot of work on your own, but you did draw into your life a very different relationship. Before we get to that, we do have a call. Um, let me say hello to Nadine. Nadine, you're on the air with Straight Talk with Sandra Rich. Hi. Um, I have a question. I believe uh, your name is Tracy. Yes. Um, Tracy, I, you're such an inspiration. I, um, I love what you said about, like, always being on the journey and, you know, keep on working on yourself. I'm, I'm trying to work on my own journey. And I have a question about, you know, when, when you got rid of being codependent, did your boyfriend change right away? What happened? That is a great question, Nadine. Thanks for calling in. Um, I actually ended up, uh, that relationship didn't make it. Um, you know, I, I needed things to change. And I started changing. Um, but he, well, I can't speak for him, actually. But it, it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't work out. I, I don't know. So I, I, I don't know what I don't know his process, but that that relationship, the first the first relationship that we were talking about, is the one that didn't work out. But I am in a new relationship. Were you asking about the first one or the new one? Well, both because that's my I'm I'm trying to work on my own. I think that I might also be codependent and I'm I'm in our I don't I don't know if it's a healthy relationship or not I'm, I'm just trying to get to know myself right and um, that's the, the fear I, I don't I'm really scared of change and you know do you regret it do you regret being getting over this no no not at all not at all oh my god I it's it's the best thing I've ever done for myself and it, and look it's still I still have to work on it because it's something that I've lived with my whole life. Um, 
When you were, um, I think one of the things that the caller was asking, and just to, I don't know if I've got this right, Nadine, but when you were started your new relationship and you worked on your codependency, um, because already in the new relationship you were still a little bit in codependency, am I right? You were still enabling a bit. You found yourself in the same trap. We haven't gone to that yet, but you found yourself in the same trap. So as you worked on it, what happened to the relationship? Did it go smooth? Is that about right, Nadine, what you're asking? Yes. Okay, so so let me let me give a little preface to the new relationship. I mean, I did all this work with Sandra. I took a I, I took a whole year to pull myself back up from the from the failed relationship. And one of the things Sandra challenged me to do was to believe that there are good guys out there because I had this idea that all guys were all guys sucked. They were all dogs. They were all cheaters. They were all liars. And she said Look, if that is the way you you look at the world, that is what the world is going to give you. So one of the things she said was, Tracy, you need to believe that there are good guys out there if you actually want to meet one. And this is one of the things I rolled my eyes at and was like, fine, Sandra, fine. There's good guys out there. And that that was a massive thing I worked on. And lo and behold, I ended up meeting a wonderful guy. A guy that, you know, years before, I didn't think these types of guys existed outside of movies. And we started our relationship, um, and, and it, it, it was completely different than my previous relationship. However, I still had a bunch of my own ingrained uh, behaviors uh, and beliefs in place. And one of those is that I can fix things. I can fix things with love and support and patience. So when things started going wrong in my relationship, I felt it was like my responsibility to make this right, to fix this. And a bunch of the, a bunch of the problems stemmed from his own issues. But I didn't, I didn't make it his responsibility. I made it mine. Like if I love him enough, he'll get over this. Um, and that, that is codependency because that his his issues his problems are not mine to carry they're his right. and so right. I, I, I ended up getting that's what I do I think that yeah like I don't know if I don't know it, it's that's a, such a hard thing because I've I've been doing this for so long exactly it takes it takes a lot of of practice to to be different and I don't know if you've ever picked up the book Codependent No More by Melody Beatty but that that became like my Bible and I totally recommend it to everybody who thinks they might be in this situation and, and do, do the questions at the end of the chapters. I mean, it helped me so much. What ended up happening in my, in my current relationship is it did get to a point that it, it was no longer healthy for me. And I realized I cannot, I cannot change this on my own. We would both need to participate. Wow. So, so I, I had to remove myself. So you broke up? We broke up. And within a few days, he called and asked for, for, the, for the chance, um, for a second chance, because he wanted to be the man that I deserved. And then he set forth on his own journey of bettering himself and working on his issues. And about four months later... Uh, we found ourselves back together and are now sort of climbing that mountain together. And it's really incredible to be with somebody who 
who also wants to be their best self. But he did the work. It's important, Nadine, he did the work because the question is if you're willing to do the work, is your partner willing to do the work? Yeah, your, your relationship will never get better if only one of you is trying. Listen to you. Wow. Nadine, what do you think? I, I'm, I'm, I'm really scared still. Um, you know, I, uh, I think that that's such an inspiration. I, I love the fact that I, I'm just so scared that, um, that, you know, he's going to leave me and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably pretty scared about being alone. I, I love that you were, you had the courage to be able to say that, that, you know, that you wanted more and deserved more. I'm, I'm going to really work on it and do some time reflecting, um, and thinking about it and, uh, see if I can do the same thing. You know what, you know what really helped me, um, I heard it at one of the retreats because a lot of us, a lot of us women were in the same position of being in these relationships that, you know, weren't, weren't quite healthy and we wanted healthy and we wanted change. And we were all afraid of, of, of demanding more of our partners or, or, or rocking the boat. And we were afraid that we might lose them. Um, And, and Sandra, I mean, it was actually brilliant because what she said was, ladies, if you, want better and you ask for it and your guy is not interested do you really want that guy in your life and i i think that's something we have to we have to always remember that they show us every day who they are we have to see it we have to believe it and we can't we can't bank on potential i think for so long i was dating a man's potential and i was waiting for him to get there but we all have potential. We don't all reach it. Right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to do the same thing. And Sandra, I just wanted to tell you, I have ordered your book, and um, I'm really excited to get it so that I can, uh, you know, start learning a little bit more about myself. So thank you very much. Thank you very much because that book talks a lot about the journey of codependency. So I appreciate that, Nadine. Thanks for your call. Good luck, Nadine. Thank you. We're going to have to take a short commercial. We'll be back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety video therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Is it a time you choose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Ladies, how about a luxurious weekend while learning to empower yourself? Join Straight Talk's Sandra Reich, January 29th at a gorgeous spa in Quebec for three days and two nights of empowerment, growth, and decadence. Delicious food, powerful learning, and much more. Life 2.0 The Retreat. Master how to command respect in your relationships. Learn about yourself and what is blocking you from living your best life. 
Meet other like-minded women and join in on the retreat that sells out year after year. Isn't it time you chose you? Call us at 514-796-4357. That's 514-796-4357. Don't miss your chance to change your life and relationships forever. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing, regain that loving feeling, bring your intimacy to a new level, and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. Hi, um, you know, it's just the hours going by too fast. I've already asked Tracy to come back for a part two so that we don't rush this because I think her journey can help so many people like Nadine's questions. Um, we were talking on the break between us about that some of the journey was not only about the concept of finding, believing that there are good men, which, by the way, is a concept on everything. If you believe the world's a dangerous place, the world becomes a dangerous place. If you believe that people are inherently bad, you will prove yourself right. Right. And that's what Tracy was doing. But a lot of her work also was about learning how to have a love affair with herself, which was really a foreign language for her. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of the women on the retreat. And that's really even what the book is about. Uh, you know, the, uh, we, uh, you can talk a little bit about, about the book and how it impacted you. I'll, I'll leave that to you, Tracy. Well, your, your book, Sandra, it's fantastic because it really takes everything we're learning in the retreats and puts and you touch upon it all in the book. So for people who who cannot come to your retreat, the book is the place to go to for all of it. And wow, I mean, it's there's there's so much in the book. There's so much to cover. Well, the book's called Once Upon a Time: How Cinderella Grew Up and Became a Happy Empowered Woman. And I guess the Cinderella syndrome is what inspired me to write it. And I guess your story is very much that because I I think we grew up with one day my prince will come. And uh, in listening to your story, it sounded like you really were pretzeling yourself into what people men wanted you to be because they were supposed to be your prince. So if there was a problem, the problem had to be you. And I think many women feel that way because we still grow up thinking that um, we are identified very much by our relationships and uh, the men that we get married and that we end up with men. And although, you know, I'm really, I think it's so, it's such a powerful thing that you're in this wonderful relationship now and how hard the two of you have worked to create that. I, don't, I think we've only grazed upon that a little bit. I'd like to go back there. But I also think that for both of you and for all 
couples. Um, and I think that um, our last caller mentioned that, is you both, or you mentioned it, you both have to be healthy. I can't make my relationship work myself. And I think when you got into this new, healthier relationship, you talked about a breakup. During that breakup, did your partner have to go for help? Well, he didn't have to do anything. He Good chose point. He chose to. Yeah. He, he decided that he wanted better for himself as well. And so he took the steps and started on his own journey. But that also was motivated by you deciding you wanted better for yourself. That's right. I, and and that, that, I think, was the, the big thing. Um, it's, it's the big revelation on that we can't, we can't force yes. people to be, to, we can't force people to be anything. Who, who we want them to be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you Wouldn't have to be nice if we could. <laughs> you have to make choices for yourself and you have to take care of yourself. And, you know, I, ne- I never gave my, my current love the ultimatum of like, do this or lose me. I knew what my boundaries were and they were being crossed and I did not want that to be the rest of my life. I had lived that before. And so I said, this is not, this doesn't work for me. This is not enough. And that's another testimony to you because if I go back four years ago and I remember asking you what your boundaries were and you said, what's a boundary? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I mean, take that in, Tracy. It's just unbelievable the work you did and what is possible. You, by four years later, were able to say, this is not enough for me. This does not work for me. You started to believe you were the diamonds that we all need to believe we are. And you had boundaries. That's that's an amazing change. Thank you. Yes, I, 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 I really... I really, in many, so many ways, I'm, I'm completely different than the, the girl of my past. Yeah. And, you know, my heart, now my heart breaks for her. And I wish, I knew all this earlier. I wish, I wish we were learning this. I wish there were classes for girls in high school to learn this stuff, to, to learn that we're diamonds. We were born diamonds and we need to be cherished. And it's, and it's okay it's it's absolutely necessary to demand to be cherished and, and to not cherish a, ourselves and cherish ourselves. Absolutely, so well said, Tracy. Um, I, you know, I had the privilege uh, to go to Mexico with you this year because we had a couple retreat, and you brought your new love on the couple retreat. What was that like for you? And maybe you'll tell everyone what happened there. Because okay, tell us a little bit about the couple retreat. So. My boyfriend and I got back together. Um, you know, we, we had broken up and it, it had been a good five months of him doing his work. I, I had to do my work because I had fallen back into codependency with him. And we ended up finding our way back to each other. And now, we're, now like I said, we're, this metaphor, we're climbing this mountain together. And beautiful? so Sandra launched her couples retreats. And both of us were so excited to go and, and learn more about how to be a healthier couple. We, we, we're both working on our individual stuff, but now throw these two aspiring healthy people together and of course there's going to be there's going to be issues. There's going to be problems. There's going to be fi- there's going to be things that we don't know how to handle. So this couples retreat was fantastic and in, in it gave us new ways on how to communicate, um, how to listen. My God, it, I realized... <laughs> how hard it is to listen 
and and we learned how to listen to one another and how to not be injecting our own thoughts and our own our own deductions while 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 the other is talking you know it's we all were different. That was the other big realization. Yeah. I mean, it's so obvious yeah. that we're all different people. Therefore, the way I handle things, the way I think about things, the way, the what I'm concerned with, of course, it, those aren't the same for him. And what is important to him and, and how he sees the world and how he processes the world is going to be different from the way I do. And I think, I think in my relationships past and even within this one, I want it to be my way and and my way is the one that makes sense and of course it's so crazy yeah. because we're two different people well, that's the challenge right of relationships is if we want everything our way we can go be single that's yeah. fine <laughs> but if we want to be in a relationship we really need to learn about um, the other and you did so well at that retreat and I know you signed up to come back to Mexico with us next year we're so excited about that and you're coming to the women's retreat in January um, Tracy you mentioned something and I think it needs to be really honored and 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 highlighted is that you said you wish and this is some of the things something I admire so much about you you said you wish every young girl would learn these things and I think that you you do yourself a disservice there by not mentioning your own contribution here um, you have a show now on TV this Mohawk Girls and I know you've taken a lot of the themes of therapy and your own journey and injected them into the show tell us a little bit about that well, it's my baby right now. It's a half-hour comedy show airing here in Canada, and it's about four late 20-something girls, early 30s, uh, dealing with life and love in a small town within a bigger world and trying to figure out who they are, where do they belong, who do they want to be. And they're going through all of these, all of these different relationships, ups and downs, not just with boyfriends, but with parents, with each other. And... It's been really gratifying and fulfilling to use my own past and my own ups and downs and everything I've learned from it to put it in this show. So the show in in a lot of ways is very autobiographical with things pulled directly out of my own life. Um, And it's, you know, I I did, I went through a lot. I have lived with pain for a very long time. But to be able to sort of harness that past and put it into this project that I just love so much and that I think it, it is entertaining people, but it's, it's doing, I hope it's doing more than that as well. Um, Tracy, I, I think that doing a show like that and coming on this show, and we're going to have you back because I really think we scratched the surface and we have a lot of calls and emails that we're not going to be able to get to this time, but we'll get to them next time. I think that you're giving a gift, a real gift, and I want to say that to you because you've suffered, but you share, and you share it as it is. I do have an email in front of me from Joan from Toronto. She wants to know on your darkest days, Tracy, how did you find your motivation to even show up to therapy or even bother getting out of bed? Well, I'm flashing back to those dark, dark moments. And, you know, sometimes I didn't get out of bed. Sometimes I, I, did, I did spend a lot of time on the floor in a fetal position crying. Um, and, I mean, Sandra, I have to say, you are the reason that kind of got me through because you gave me hope. You told me you told me it'll get better. And I just had to believe and I had to work. And so I did. And it did get better. 
You worked so hard. You worked so hard, even during the hardest times. Um, a lot of people would have curled up into fetal position and called themselves a victim, a victim of their circumstances. You have a quality that not everybody has, the ability to not fall into victimization, the ability to want better, and that's why I call you an empowered woman. What drives that quality in you, Tracy Deer? I think it's a it's a very interesting question and I I I think it has to relate to culturally. I think, you know, I'm an Aboriginal person and Aboriginal people have been victimized for about three hundred years now since colonization and you know, there's a lot of intergenerational trauma that gets passed down and I've grown up with it and I see the effects of it back home and that makes me mad. And again, harnessing anger to the positive is that I will not be that. You, you can try, you have tried, you can try, but I refuse to accept that label. I will not be a victim. So you're a passionate woman, and you know what? You deserve all the success you've achieved, both professionally and personally, because you took your anger, you took your pain, and you've turned it into something positive. I'm definitely going to want you back because I want to talk about enabling, more what enabling is. I know many people wanted to get into that today, but there's so many facets to you, and I just... I've told you privately, but I need to say it so it's forever on the air. What an inspiration you are to so many people and your people. You talk about the work you've done for your people, and you are a gift to your people, and you are a gift to this world. I want to thank you so much, Tracy Deer, for coming on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, and I can't wait to do part two with you so we can answer more callers and more questions. Um, thank you, and is there you know, any parting words or anything you want to tell people where you're up to, where they can find you? you know, what are you up to these days, Tracy? Well, we're working on the fourth season of Mohawk Girls, and I'm actually off to Toronto next week to continue that. If anyone wants to write you, you have a Facebook page? Yes, yes, I absolutely do have a Facebook page. My Facebook page includes my Mohawk name. It might be hard to find and definitely hard Twitter to spell. Then? But Twitter, Tracy Deer, or you could go to mohawkgirls.com and you can find my Facebook that way as well. If you want any more information about Tracy, the work she does, or any questions, you can also go on the Facebook page, Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Let your friends know about this episode because uh, Tracy's story is one that unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, we hear for women time and time again. And um, she is someone who took herself from victimization to empowerment, and she keeps on doing it. She keeps doing it over and over again. So she's no longer that pretzel. She is a strong, empowered woman who I am honored to consider friend, colleague, uh, all of the above. So thank you so much, Tracy Deer, for coming on and helping inspire so many people. Thank you, Sandra, for those very, very kind, kind words. Uh, this is Straight Talk, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.